0: Hello chickens Uh, Welcome back to the non-Star Trek episodes Uh, (laughs) Look, I got an email from Kim uh, Who said Yeah, I would love to hear more Star Trek stuff And I was like, I just don't know if I've got the time To do extra episodes Maybe I'll have to make it um, You know, just part of the regular feed And she's like, well You kind of go off on tangents anyway (laughs) For most of an episode So will it be any different I'm like, well, probably not (laughs) Not really. Um, Anyway, I would also like to welcome Kim on board the uh, Patreon train. Uh, Welcome aboard, Kim. Uh, Thank you so much for joining up. Thank you everyone who's joined up uh, at any point. Um, Marcus, who's recently rejoined us. uh, And lovely Jess, who has jumped on board um, wanting to hear the comic book recaps. I hope you're enjoying (laughs) me Reading out special effects from a comic. It's very strange. Um, at the moment, we're doing Absalom Dark, Dalek Killer. Uh, I am not singing the song, however. I don't know if you know this, but there was um, one of the guys who did the Doctor Who incidental music. I think it was Dominic Glynn who was doing it in the 80s. Um made like he was in a band and they did an absalom dark song uh it was given away with with doctor who magazine as a flexi disc anyone who is um my age and maybe older will remember flexi discs they were like i i think i've still got one which was a an aha record which was on the front of smash hits magazine uh they would be like a little plastic um, record that just kind of got appended to the front of your magazine. It was just stapled on, like this bit of plastic. And you could, like, tear it off the magazine and put it on your record player and it would play a song. Like, it had actual music on it. Anyway, you can find the Absalom Dark, the song on the internet if you want to. It is bonkers. Um, it's Um, got Dalek screaming, really. Look, it's no KLF. It's no Doctor and the TARDIS, but it's You know, it's an amusement of sorts. Um, The Absalom Dark uh, (laughs) flexi disc. (laughs) So mad. Um, Anyway, we're here to talk about uh, Doctor Who. Um, And... I have uh, many things I want to get back to uh, with uh, yeah uh, first of all though I have uh, I know it's been a-, a while since my assertion that there was no news in Doctor Who and then suddenly I talked about um, Mel coming back for an entire episode uh, Jack on the Adam Richard has a theory Facebook group has uh, expressed some concerns about the return of Mel Yeah. Um, and they are well-founded concerns. He's uh, he's not entirely thrilled with Mel's return. He's not usually one to complain about actors and characters. Can usually get into whichever choice they go with in casting and character development. But when you look back at uh, Mel's intro, or lack thereof, in the Trial of a Time Lord... It's hard to wrap your head around considering uh, she was later in Six's life. So, you jump from the end of Trial to the start of Time of the Rani. There's a whole lot of adventures that have been skipped. And most of her thing from memory, and he says, I'll admit I haven't seen them in a while, was screaming. Look, she was a good screamer, though. Oh, my God. Bonnie Langford. She could just tear off a scream like no one's business. Um, He says, I'll have to rewatch her episodes and maybe get some big finish audios to see if I've misjudged. But still. Now, you haven't misjudged at all, Jack. Uh, She was not on screen for very long. um, And uh, she was badly served by the writers because her character on page she was meant to be a computer programmer and you know she was meant to have all these skills and stuff and then they wrote her as Bonnie Langford um and Bonnie Langford was a big deal when she started in the show so she was a child star like a big child star like she's in a Wombles movie she was in uh some like kind of like kids show i don't remember ever having seen it but she was you know kind of a household name but not in a good way like she was a household name as in like a uh, bonnie langford like you know precocious child star um so doctor who's kind of like her first adult role but instead of getting this complex uh, adult computer programmer character they're kind of putting her in kind of Cutesy, um, sort of uh, almost Shirley Temple outfits, like which is kind of like, well, Bonnie Langford's a child star. Let's dress her like Shirley Temple, who was a child star. It's like she's an adult now. Can't you treat her like an adult? Like I feel like Ace, who was actually. Probably younger than Bonnie at the time, uh, Sophie Aldred. You know, she's meant to be a teenager and she's got a much more mature characterization in the writing than poor Mel, uh, who's been treated as, oh, it's Bonnie Langford. Let's just write Bonnie Langford. <laughs> As Bonnie Langford. As a child star who we as a nation of uh, people who've seen Bonnie Langford as a child don't want to acknowledge is an adult. So, we're going to dress her like Shirley Temple and just scare the bejesus out of her with monsters and have her scream really loudly. Um... It was a strange situation. Bonnie Langford, however, the actor, has gone on to a massive career, uh, both in the UK, the US. She's a huge star on Broadway, as well as in the West End. Has been in plenty of musicals, you know, like your Chicago's, 42nd Street. Like, she's been around the blocks. Um, She was a regular character on EastEnders for quite a few years. Had some really intense storylines. Like, there was one with um, her son being uh, killed in a knife fight, like, full-on stuff. Um, So, she's a decent actor. Like, she's put in the hard yards and, you know, she was probably a little bit pantomime when she was on Doctor Who, but she wasn't really given much to do um, other than be a pantomime character. Like, you know, uh, but, you know, that's the... You know, when you're young, you're learning, you're making mistakes, you're kind of getting through it. So, I think Russell T. Davis knows what a great actor Bonnie Langford is. Uh, so, he obviously has every faith in her um, being able to come back to the show and bring that character, the kind of depth that was missing on screen. Um Further to your point, Jack, that, um, you know, there are Big Finish audios. There are some great ones. Like, she's done some great work in the Big Finish audios. Uh, You know, some of them are a bit... Inconsequential, but and also that she went, she was missing for several years, obviously, because she was off in New York, uh, you know, working on Broadway and doing long stints in the West End and stuff like that. So she wasn't always around. Um, but the times they had her uh, perform, she did some great stuff. There's one called, um, is it Fires of Vulcan? Is one where she goes back to Pompeii. I mean, you know, we all know the doctor going to Pompeii is a difficult situation. <laughs> We've seen the uh, the fires of Pompeii. Um, is it called Fires of Vulcan? I can't even remember. Uh, but that's a really great one. Sylvester McCoy and Bonnie Langford. And I just remember it being really kind of intense in in the way that the the one with Donna is, uh, to be honest. Like it's it's kind of full on, it's exciting, and I think it's just I, I don't think anything kind of spacey happens other than the TARDIS landing from memory. Um, but there's some great ones like they meet up with Mel again years later after she's been travelling with Glitz. Uh, after she leaves the Doctor on Iceworld to go off travelling with Sabal Glitz. Glitz. Um, and... So, the Doctor and Ace catch up with Mel again, and she's back in the TARDIS. And that was a a great little run of stories Uh, I remember quite enjoying. Also, because she's meant to be more grown up now. Um, And she's, you know... And and I love sometimes they use her actual computer knowledge instead of just megabyte modem. Uh, (laughs) It's... (laughs) Hard to write a computer programmer when you don't really know what computer programmers do. Um I mean you can do a bit of research, but you know, Doctor Who writers, they're in a hurry. Uh but yeah, I I honestly think um Russell T. Davis will get the best out of uh out of Bonnie Langford, and I think he has quite a vision for what Mel's gonna be doing in the show. Um the other thing uh, Jack wanted to bring up was uh, he's seen that they've apparently found some missing episodes from the 60s. Um, uh, now, this is what became known as the Omni Rumour. So, when <laughs> back in 2013, which is 10 years ago now, uh, when they found The Wheel in Space. And, oh, The Wheel in Space. Listen to me. I'm making up stories that aren't true. Um, they found the, <laughs> the Enemy of the World and the Web of Fear. Um there was a rumor that there were heaps more episodes out there um, but there may be some more floating around now. Let's talk about that in the next episode because I have some thoughts.